It is on the field of low aims and satisfied results that the devil wins his chief victories. You see, spiritual growth, along with constant and sure spiritual development, are the surest safeguards against Satan's assaults and surprises. Constant growth keeps our eyes open and our hearts strong. Satan never finds growth sleepy, drowsy, or weak. Well, welcome to Fill the Lamp, my friends. I'm Neil Parks. We're in the study of James, and I have to tell you, this teaching that James brings to the table is a critical must for all followers of Christ. So, let's pick it up in chapter 1, verses 25. Verse 25 says, But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. Now, here James talks about the person who looks carefully into the perfect law of liberty. The, f- the phrase, looks carefully, can be used as to looking very closely at something, maybe as in a microscope of investigation. So in the midst of our busy lives, we need to stop at some point in the day, look at the Word, read it, and study it. We can't be content with a little word from God for the day. We must dive in deeply. You see, the language here carries the idea of looking with penetrating absorption. You might say absorb the word completely. The person who absorbs the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do so will not forget what he or she hears. But back in verses 23 and 24, James contrasts this kind of a man with another man who doesn't remember the word. James uses the analogy of someone who looks into the mirror at their own face and, seconds later, couldn't even identify themselves in a police lineup. He or she forgets what they look like. James warns us not to do this with the Word of God. Now, my friends, what James is trying to drive home is that God is commanding that we remember his word. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, uh, now listen to this. It says, listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, 
and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down, when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, here the question is, do we value Scripture? Psalms 19.10 says, The Word is more precious than an abundance of gold. Now, with that said, do we value it more than we value reality TV shows? Or maybe the songs we download on iTunes or, and the statistics excuse me, of our sports teams. We seem to always be memory sharp, don't we, when it comes to the most important things of life to us, don't we? If all we do is listen to the Word when we come together for corporate worship— then we are like that fool in James 1, 23 and 24. You see, we listen and leave, and then by lunch or perhaps dinner, it's all gone. What good is that? In a variety of ways, in, in the context of a variety of relationships, like men's groups, ladies' groups, or small groups, we should encourage one another to hide the word in our hearts. If we don't, we will open God's Word and see sin for the horrible evil that it is. And then we will see God's gracious provision in Christ, but we will depart and go on our way as if we had never been exposed to these realities. Now, my friends, this is not just dangerous, it's damning. If we look at verse 22, where James is saying, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers who deceive themselves. Now, listen to this carefully. This is where the proof in the pudding is, you might say. Having God's word inscribed on your heart, the word comes alive within your soul and spirit to the point where you can't sit still or shut up. It reminds me of Jeremiah 20 verse 9 where he says he'd been persecuted and shouted down amongst all the priests. And Jeremiah says, but when I tell myself I'll never mention your name or speak for you again, it's no use. The Word of God burns in my heart. It is like a fire in my bones. I try to hold it all in, but I can't. I cannot hold it. You know, there is something about the term proof and eyewitness that go together. And I think it's a pretty clear understanding. Wouldn't you agree? As 1 John 
chapter 1 verses 2 and or 1 and 2 in the message i love this it says from the very first day we were there taking it all in we heard it with our own ears saw it with our own eyes verified it with our own hands the word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in the most sober prowess that what we witnessed was incredibly this, the infinite life of God himself took shape before us. You see, there's something about the terms proof and eyewitness that go together. When Christ, who is the Word, is in you, there is a difference as to how you act, how you speak, and nothing will shut you down or shut you up. That relentless pursuit of the Word is inside you. My friends, we will close with this most defining scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Paul writes, This message is the secret truth that was hidden since the beginning of time. It was hidden from everyone for ages, but now it has been made known to God's holy people. God decided to let his people know just how rich and glorious that truth is, that secret truth which is for all people is that Christ lives in you, his people. He is our hope for glory. So we continue to tell people about Christ, We use all wisdom to counsel every person and teach every person. We are trying to bring everyone before God as people who have grown to be spiritually mature in Christ. I say, let's pray. Father God, the key here is humility with us, your church, in the Word. You are the Word. You are and have always been our only hope. You live inside the believer, the Word, Father God. I pray right now that each and every person that is listening today would be relentless in their pursuit of you, Jesus, the Word of God. Father God, in the midst of our busy lives, Lord, I pray that we would stop and we would seek you daily in depth. Father God, I pray that your Word would overwhelm us, Lord. I pray that that each and every one of us today would understand the value of having you in us actively. It's because of you that we do what we do, Lord. 
The flesh, Paul says, I die daily. Paul says it's nothing about him. He says that it's everything about you living in him. It's Christ in us, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you. And we do it all in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's been good once again. It's always good. The word is wonderful and we love it. And I pray that we will always be in the posture of never getting enough of it. In Jesus' precious name. Folks, it's always good, beloved. Until next time, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Neil Parks.